Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Chump Chat. Today we have a very, very special guest. Uh, we've never had a golfer on before. His name is Brandon Wu, just coming off his first victory at the Corn Ferry Tour. It's a pleasure to have him. Uh, yeah, welcome to the welcome to the podcast. Yeah, Thanks for having welcome. me. Appreciate it. Welcome, welcome to Chum Chat. Yeah, so I mean, you just won your uh, for you had your per- first professional win. I mean, what did that feel like? A lot of people say the first one is the hardest. So I mean, how did that make you feel getting that getting that one out of your way? Yeah, it's definitely been it's definitely been like an interesting journey just because I feel like I've been so close uh, plenty of times. But like, yeah, like you said, it's tough kind of getting over that hump and getting the first one. So it just it's like almost a relief to finally have gotten it done and finished it off the right way. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's it's cool to actually have gotten it done. That's crazy, man. I can imagine uh, like golf such a hard sport because, like, you know, in soccer, you know, I play I play soccer and I might be the best team in my league, but that's that's it you know there's other leagues out there whereas golf it's like I feel like it's like if you're if you don't win like you don't get noticed as much you know like if you don't win you're never going to be the best so it's like tough to I mean you can come in second and nobody remembers like ever but in like soccer or other sports like you can be the best in your league but there's other teams that are like best in their league so you can win but you might not be the best but in golf it's like you either win or you or you just like are there it's it's a weird you know yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's, I feel like it's tough to win. So, you know, it's like sometimes you get overshadowed, like you'd be playing well, but you don't get recognition at all just because you're not winning. But, uh, yeah. And so I know that feeling. Tough. I know that feeling when Tanner and I go play. For sure. I mean, you, you hit one bad shot and you're out of the, you're out of the match. It's yeah. crazy. But my short game's way better than Tanner's. Anyway, Brandon, I just want to ask you, how did you get into golf? You know, golf is usually not your average sport to get into whenever you're at a young age and it's kind of hard to get into. So really what, what made you get into golf and how'd you get started? Um, I would say, so I grew up in California um, and we kind of lived right by a golf course. So uh, yeah. And for some reason, my dad was like really into it. He hadn't really played before, um, but you know, he was really interested in it. And then we kind of just started learning at the same time, you know, he'd kind of take me to the course, he'd be learning, I'd be learning. So, you know, it was cool for me to kind of get started that way. And uh yeah, just summer after summer, you know, just being so close to the course, it was, you know, something to do and just kind of stuck with it ever since. Right. How how old were you whenever your dad started taking you out? I want to say seven years old, more or less. That was kind of like the first summer I started playing. Okay, that's impressive. Because wow. I know me at seven, I couldn't sit there 18 holes for good. Yeah, there's no way. I, I hardly can do it now. Well, Judd's a different player, you know. When, when you mess up on every hole, you don't really want to be out there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So, uh, Brandon, we're obviously athletes just in a different sport. Um, but I feel like all athletes kind of like when you go into like the pro game or whatever, you you have that moment where you fell in love with your sport or maybe you fell in love with a certain player that helped you fall in love with that sport. What was that moment for you or who was that player? Yes, I can distinctly remember like fall in love with the sport. It was definitely a little bit later, um, probably not till I think my seventh grade year in middle school. Because, you know, like growing up, golf is such, it's like an individual sport. You're just, you know, playing by yourself, you're practicing by yourself. And it's, it's kind of boring, kind of lonely for kids, you know. You want to go run yeah. around and play soccer, play baseball, whatever. Um, yeah. But in middle school, I got to play like on my middle school golf team, which was super fun. Because, you know, then we're like going out with my buddies every week. 
uh, to go play. So that's when I really started to enjoy it and like fall in love with it. Yeah, that makes total sense. Cause even now, like I couldn't just go by myself. Like I like to have Judd there. Some of my buddies, it just makes it way more fun, you know? Even though we're trash, I mean, it's still fun, you know? Brent, how do you drive a ball straight? Do you have any tips or tricks for, you know, your driver? Because I cannot figure out my driver. I've broken two driver heads off of the off of the shaft. I've, I've had In two weeks. In two weeks. Do you have Man, any driving, tips? Driving is tough. Like, I struggle with my driving, too. Maybe um, maybe tee it a little bit lower. Hopefully that helps with the broken clubs. At the okay. Okay, good to know. Because I, I usually try and get it up there as high as I can. So I can <laughs> I don't know. In my mind, it's like the higher it is, the further it's going to go. But obviously, yeah, definitely going to do that today. Hopefully not breaking another one. Uh, so, Brandon, just on a, on a different kind of note, what's your definition of success? Obviously, it varies for everyone. So there's no right or wrong answer. But, yeah, just let us know. Kind of an interesting question. Um, I don't know. I feel like like golf, you always talk about how there's like stuff that you can control and can't control. And I'm sure that reigns true for every sport sport and a lot of things we do in life but um yeah I guess just kind of like giving your best effort and knowing that like you did all you could and then you kind of gave yourself the best chance and I what I mean by that is like kind of like in golf let's say it's like you kept like a positive mindset out there you weren't like getting mad at bad shots and you weren't kind of you know sulking out there after a bad shot it's like you kept a positive mindset you tried really hard and you kind of put yourself in the best position to like do as well as you could um i think that's the most important part because that's what you can control and the rest of it just hopefully will take care of itself right that's a great answer and you know speaking on things that you can and can't control whenever you're golfing i know me whenever i make a mistake i get so angry and then it just builds off that and i start playing even worse so how do you deal with mistakes and failures on the course or off the course and how do you learn from them yeah i mean it's it's so tough i think it's something you just have to kind of learn to manage and through experience but I mean it's if you make a mistake like especially like a silly one on the golf course like it feels terrible like you feel (laughs) you know you're 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 pissed at yourself like you can't believe that you just didn't take advantage of this opportunity or like you're doing poorly but I mean it's crazy like I guess you got to just kind of learn to move on and realize that you can't change what just happened but you know what just happened can change like your future like if you kind of let it linger and let it affect you then you're just hurting yourself and no one else so it's kind of just maybe like a maturity thing too like you have to kind of learn to mature a little bit and uh, recognize that you know it is what it is and you kind of just move on yeah I mean kind of rebounding off of that I noticed in the interview earlier that you try not to focus on other people's shots or like the leaderboard you try to say like you said locked in on what you can control and I think that's a great mentality to have like not only in sports and on the course, but off, like in life as well. So kind of what made you adapt to that mindset? Yeah, I I don't know. It took, it took a while. I mean, I'm trying to think back, like, my growth, like, as a golfer. I know there's one – I remember there's one instance, maybe I was in seventh or eighth grade, right around there, but I used to get pissed all the time, like, on the golf course. And there's one day where I, like – I had a bad shot and I kind of like, I took a swing at my golf bag, ended up breaking three clubs <laughs> in my bag, which is like, I was like, that was kind of like a wake up call. You know, I was like, okay, like <laughs> maybe it's not good to get so pissed. And like, you know, so after that I was like, okay, I'm not going to get pissed. And then like, as you get a little bit older, it's like, okay, you recognize like getting pissed doesn't help you at all. You know, instead of like, you know, you just kind of move on and go from there. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. It, it took some learning. <laughs> That's definitely interesting. Especially, uh, I think one thing uh, 
I'm going to take a little step back from golf. Just uh, they could be frustrating for some kids. They they move a lot. You know, I, I saw that you lived in in the capital of China, Beijing, for for five years. Was that a was that a tough move, or could you just walk us through uh, what was going on then? And and even if there was golf, like, is there golf in China? Like, we don't know these things. Could you let our uh, our listeners know, like, what was it like? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I moved when I was eight years old, um, and it was it was definitely a tough move. Like going from California. Uh, we kind of lived in the suburbs, so it's like pretty, you know, calm, relaxed, uh, pretty chill. And then you go to Beijing and it's like there's people everywhere. It's super hectic. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely like kind of a, a big culture shock and a big change for, you know, like an eight year old kid. Um, yeah. And worst of all, it's like you're leaving all your friends behind, you know, you kind of you move and you don't know anyone anymore. So, yeah. But um, I feel like when I was in Beijing at that age, like it, it was OK, just OK for me. Um, but I feel like now looking back on that experience, I'm like really appreciative of it. Um, I'm glad that I got to experience that. And uh, yeah, so like, I guess from a bigger point of view, like it was, it was a cool opportunity to be able to live there for a little bit. Yeah. And actually, um, well, I don't know if your family was with you, but did you, because uh, I noticed you went to high school in like Deerfield in, in Massachusetts. So were you on your own? Yeah. Yeah. So I went to boarding school from seventh grade through the end of high school so when I first started my family was still living in Beijing and I was you know all halfway across the world in Massachusetts uh, going to boarding school but uh, eventually they moved to New York which is a little bit closer that's crazy I think I think obviously you're a great golfer and you have a great mentality but you know something that I've noticed along like the course of my journey and I know me Tanner and Jed have talked about it before is the ability to adapt to situations differentiates like good good athletes and great ones and so I think that was definitely maybe something that helped you along the way, being able to adapt to China and then adapt to being by yourself at such a young age in Massachusetts. You know, we went through something similar. Tanner moved from Alabama uh, to Dallas by himself. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I think we can both uh, agree that that, that helps in your career. Yeah, it definitely makes you just stronger as a person. And like it helps you on the field, maybe if you didn't even know, but off the field as well, just like figuring things out and, and uh, it helps you in life in general. So I know Judd's never been there because mommy and daddy have always been by his side. But uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm joking, That's stupid. You know, you know what I had to go through. That's so back to, the, back to the success question, you know, we asked you um, what your definition of success was. But the follow-up to that is, do you think you've achieved success? And if not, what would it take for you to, to achieve success in your own eyes? I feel like – that's interesting as well. I mean, you can kind of like chalk up like your different like goals with like the accolade, you know, it's like win a major championship or make it to the PGA tour or like, you know, stuff like that. So in terms of that, like I still think I have a long way to go and I'm just getting started, but um, you know, winning tournaments, like I feel like if you can continue to do that for a long time, like that's, that's also successful. So maybe I'm kind of knocking on the door of success and I just hope to kind of keep going and, you know, hopefully like at the end of it, you just look back and, and see what you've all achieved and hopefully you feel successful. Right on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, speaking about success, maybe on the, like when you play golf and, and your golfing career or maybe off uh, out in life, do you have any goals that, that you want to achieve maybe this year or, or long-term goals in, uh, in golf? Um, I guess this year's been kind of interesting because there's no promotion to the PGA tour. Um, so I think eventually that's kind of the first step. Like, I, I feel like it's better to kind of just break it down into steps, you know, like first, like 
kind of get get some sort of playing status, like have somewhere to play, and then you can try to make it to the PGA Tour. Then it's like win your first PGA event, and then hopefully win a major championship after that. So, yeah, I guess the next kind of goal on that list would be to make it to the PGA Tour by this time next year. Right, that'd be huge. See me and me and Joe get there too. You know, we're we're maybe a bit further (laughs) off than you are, Brandon, but we're trying. We're trying to break on like like 10 or seven anyway. Um, I just kind of wanted to ask you, you know, as you become more successful in, in your career, you kind of have your original people with you that kind of helped you along. There's also some more people that kind of just piggyback off your success and, and really only like you because of your success. So how do you differentiate? How do you know if someone's only going to want to hang out with you because of your success and not because of the person you are or where you were previously? Yeah, I guess that's an interesting question. Um, I would say like, just cause of how it's turned out, like most of my friends, like I've known for a long time, like these are the kids you know I grew up with or went to high school with. And like, this was long before I was even any good at golf. So it's like, I know these kids like are the most loyal and they're always by my side and they like always, always root for me uh, to play well and do well. But you know, that's not why they're friends with me. And I know that. Um, so yeah. And I like, I like to keep my like, circle pretty small and pretty personal you know I don't, I don't see any need to like really expand that or whatever so it's like it's cool to just kind of have those people in my life and know that they're um, always going to be there for me right I think that's an important part of success too is having that you know centralized kind of fan base if you will that have supported you from the beginning I think that's extremely crucial yeah that's big time just to have those people that support you and always on your team that small circle of, of close friends you know you don't need too many friends so I think you got it right on there. Joe, do you want to do the rapid so, fire? Or? Yeah, let's 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 do a little rapid fire for, for my boy Brandon. Fire action, Brandon. So I got, I think I got nine questions here that I'm going to ask you, and you just answer them as fast as you can. All right. Yeah. Golf or swimming? Golf. Beijing or America? America. Favorite yes. club in your bag? Ooh, putter. Oh, that's unorthodox. Putter. That's unorthodox. <laughs> I like that though. Favorite golf brand? Titleist. Favorite course you've ever played? Ooh, Pebble Beach. Ooh, oh, you yeah. play Pebble Beach? That's yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's money. That's that's the best one for sure. Oh, favorite golfer? Uh, Tiger. And then favorite hockey team? I know you like hockey. The Sharks. And then last one, favorite sport outside of golf? Probably, probably football. Football, really? Wow. Man. Okay. So who's your who's favorite, your favorite football, football team? Yeah. Uh, the New York Jets. Same. I'm a Jets fan too. Holy shit. That's yeah. so cap. Yeah, yeah. I that swear is I'm so a Jets cap, fan. Bro. You know I've been a Jets fan. Get out of here. You know bro, I've you, been a Jets fan. You don't have any Jets merch. You don't yes, have. Yes, I anything. do. I have a, I have a hoodie. John, tell me why it's every time Judd's like buddy buddy with the with the same guest fans like Man United Chandler. Like, what is this? I'm a fan. I'm a fan. There's no correlation. I've been a Jets fan. If you know, see when we, when we, Brandon, when we talk about the small friend group, Judd is opposite. He'll do anything to get more friends. So (laughs) Jets fan. Oh, I'm a Jets fan. I am a Jets fan. That's why if I wasn't a Jets fan, I wouldn't put my hand up. I keep my, I keep my circle small. I keep my circle. Actually. So how did you end up? How did you end up like moving to Dallas? Like what, what influenced that? Yeah, I was, um, I mean, like, looking for places to move to, like, just, like, kind of the big things are, like, warm enough to play golf year-round. That's kind of a, 
um, like a good, good starting point. Just cause like, I really like living in New York and I would have gone back, but it's tough. Like when you, know, you got snow all winter, like it's, it'd be tough to kind of practice and continue to play. So, um, but yeah, I wanted to live in Dallas cause you know, you can live in a city and I'm, I live 10 minutes from the golf course. I live 10 minutes from Lovefield airport as well. So it's like, it's easy to travel from, which is a huge perk in this job because you're traveling every week. Um, so yeah, being right in the middle of the country with easy airports, um, is awesome. And yeah, like living the city life just cause like when I come back, like on an off week, I like just want to hang out with my friends and not think too much about golf and, you know, kind of just live a, a normal, you know, mid twenties life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's, that was the Dallas plan. Is the and, place to do it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what course do you, what's your home course here in Dallas? Uh, Trinity Forest Golf Club. Okay. Me, me and Jen might have to go try that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have to go shoot a little under par at Trinity, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Show them what you're about. No, but honestly, honestly, Brandon, if, if you ever have time in Dallas and you ever want to play some good golf, just call me and Judd, and, you know, we'll be there. We'll be it there to put a challenge golf, there. It will be, be ment- we'll challenge you mentally. That's our biggest thing. We'll, we'll get in your head. So I know that maybe on the course, you know, Tiger might give you a little, he might say a little something. So me and Judd, yeah. we can back that. We can, we can try to get in your head and play some, yeah. play some terrible golf with you. For sure. Yeah, thank you so much, Brandon, for coming on. Really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Good to know you, man. I think, uh, actually, just before you leave, just uh, do you have any, like, closing words and advice to, like, people who look up to you or anything like that? Um, I guess, (laughs) try and think now. Uh, Just being patient. I think I've learned so much about being patient um, and kind of sticking with it. Like, I don't know, everyone says, like, believe in yourself, whatever. But a lot of that, it's like, you have to be patient, you know? Well, thanks again so much. Really, really appreciate you having you on. One of the best spoken guests we've had, fellow golfer. Um, thank you for that driving tip. I will definitely try and utilize that today for sure, for sure. and see how yeah. that goes. Maybe I can outdrive Tanner. Um, <laughs> never, never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll pop up your Instagram handle and your Twitter handle on the screen. So make sure to go follow him and show him love. So we wish you the best, obviously, in everything that you do. And we're going to stay sure. tuned. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, we'll keep in touch. Best of luck. We'll see you on the PGA Tour soon. Um, sure. Tiger better watch out. Phil better watch out. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. All right. Oh, thank you, you guys for listening. We want to thank Brennan again for joining us on this episode. It was a great episode. As you can see, Judson left us as he always does. But it's no big deal. Um, it was a great – it was an honor. I hope you guys learned a lot. You know, you can learn a lot from someone like that, someone so talented and someone with a great mindset. What do you think of it, Tanner? I think the same thing, you know, it was an awesome episode. That's a guy that's up and coming, you know, he's, he's going to be out there on the, on the tour. He's going to win a lot of, a lot of big trophies. So just keep an eye on him. He's got, he's got a lot of potential and uh, seeing him talking to him. It's nice to, to get to know those people and, and kind of have that, that fan base of, uh, of good people, you know, so it's nice to see where he comes from. He's got a good family. So strong guy It's nice to, nice to have him on. So I hope y'all enjoyed the episode. Uh, hopefully y'all learned a thing or two about golf and maybe even learned a thing or two about Brandon. So, uh, Make sure you leave a like and subscribe. We're going to pop up our Instagram. Go follow, like the videos, repost, do whatever you need to do. You know, find your success. That's what we're all about, baby. So show love. Go find your success. Deuces.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.